Welcome, everybody, to the continuation of the Trained Hunt mini-series we're doing here on the Natural Born Hunter podcast. And today's guest is Trained to Hunt director Ray Hibness. And Ray is in charge of Missoula, Montana, Butte, Montana, and I think that's all. That's it. That is it. So tell us a little bit about these Montana events, Ray. Well, uh, I hosted an event that was kind of like a, a train-to-hunt warm-up uh, last year. We only had one uh, one day, and it was a 3D shoot and then a challenge course. Um, plenty of interest right off the bat, but then you know, we had people that had things to do, high school graduations. But, you know, overall, the people that turned out, um, I definitely think they're going to come again. Uh, Butte. Uh, our archery range is arguably the best outdoor archery range in the state. We've had the, the state outdoor field um, competition multiple years. Uh, they've actually they've rotated it a couple times, but that's just just to get exposure in other towns. But uh, lots of lots of hills. You know, we're we're right in the mountains, so the course can be as easy or as hard as I make it <laughs> and you know people i think may not sign up due to intimidation tell us a little bit about these courses how hard will they be so i i don't envision making something like a national course uh that like you said that people won't sign up for intimidation purposes but i'd like to get people to come out and have a good time sure you're going to break a sweat you're going to breathe hard but the overall idea is to have fun right yeah, you know, I and it, it you see all kinds of athletic level at these events. Um I've always thought of you as that kind of guy who gives me hope to do well in this event cuz you're a big guy like myself. You know, it's you don't have to be some skinny Spartan racing champion to come out and do these things. Training People should be starting as soon as possible for the event. You know, you got one on June 4th and 5th and uh, in Missoula, and the other one's July 16th, 17th in Butte. What kind of training should people, would you recommend people look to do to be successful in these events? I, yeah, I, I actually had a guy um, signed up his first train to hunt event and literally hadn't purchased his bow yet, but he was signed up to go to with his friend, um, you know, I told him right out of the gate, he's just got to shoot and shoot at unknown distances. And then the other, the other big part of it is packing that weight. I think the meat pack is becoming more influential in these competitions and, you know, the shooting coupled with the meat pack, you know, that'll pretty much get you through that challenge course that third day. But it, if you don't start out good, um, it's hard to make up points in the rest of everything else. You know, it's it's funny. I gave the same advice to a guy here in upstate New York who's looking to do the PA event. And he said, I'm back in the gym now. I'm going to start doing some high-intensity training. And I said, listen, that's great, but start shooting as much as possible and start getting used to packing weight around and start training for that meat pack. Because in my mind, those two events 
you know, yeah, the second day is worth double, but if you bomb out in one of those, chances are you're you're done. Definitely. Um, that that happened to me at nationals this year. Uh, shot through the three D event, came out. I think it was fourth after that, and then the meat pack literally killed me. I was not ready for that at all, comparatively to everybody else. And I, mean, I think it dropped me down to eleventh. It it was just too much to make up to to try to make the podium. Yeah, and that's the other thing because you got to think what are, what are these other guys doing to train? And you know, some of them are focusing very hard on that meat pack. Yeah, I I, I really think now that that there's so much, uh, you know, we we've narrowed down the weight's usually going to be eighty to a hundred pounds. Um, the distance, you know, one to two miles, at, at least in the qualifier rounds. And you, know, you look at the guys from Colorado, they, they train really well. Look at Gabe Krell. I've never seen anybody move that fast with a, with a pack on their back and just keep moving that fast. When we watched him in Arizona, um, he would have won that if he hadn't gotten lost. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's for sure. That's for sure. And say – Somebody just got a bow, right? And they ask you, do you think I can be ready for the July 16th, 17th Butte, Montana event? What are your thoughts? You know, I I think they can. Uh, here in Montana, we have 3D shoots that will probably start as early as March. Um, you have to shoot uh, once you find all your, all your pins, if you're going to use pins. Then you got to shoot unknown distances. The more you shoot unknown distances, the better chance you have. And how about if someone says, you know, maybe I've I've been shooting for a couple of years now. I do 3D shoots. I do all right, but my fitness, you know, it's not really. I'm not really doing much. You know, I'm doing some jogging, maybe some lightweight exercises. You know, can I get ready to be competitive in this event? What do I got to do? Yeah, in this, at least for this event, you can do a lot of sports-specific training. Um, carry your pack, whether you're you're doing intervals with it, whether you're you know, hills straight away. Get under that weight. That way, you can get get a pack that actually fits you, and you're comfortable running around with it. And then, you know, Canton's going to release all of the movements. I mean, you can train for the, those movements and and get efficient at them. And then, and then it's all just putting it together at an event. So totally doable then. Whether you're, oh, if yeah. you're coming in at a baseline of zero for both, I think it's doable. I, I think it's totally doable. I remember my first event that I did, it was Blackfoot, Idaho, and we literally registered for it five weeks before, beforehand. Um this was when we only had the two events. You had the, the shoot on, I think the shoot was the second day. And then uh, you had the challenge course was the first day. But, you know, we, we made up our own mock challenge course and ran through that. And, I mean, it's, it's like the, you know, the CrossFit regionals. Those guys know what the workouts are going to be, I, I think, to a point. And, and you can train sport specifically for them. Do you think 
train if you were going to say uh, you're training say you're training a client right to get ready for this uh-huh. where would you list top to bottom the importance of say archery you know training for the 3D stuff the meat pack and then the specific challenges that are going to be in that race course you know, I, I would put them in the exact order that you just said them. <laughs> well, all right, I got to remember. Archery, meat pack. Challenge. Archery, meat pack, and then, and then the challenge pieces. Because, I mean, the archery is in two-thirds of the events, right? Right. Uh, your, your meat pack is going to be that you can make up a lot of ground or lose a lot of ground with those 15-second point splits. And then, you know, I – the calisthenic movements that we do are simple enough. A guy can get through them as long as you have that cardio from from the training for the whether it's a meat pack or. Yeah, that's that's kind of my theory. My thoughts are this: if I had to make it the most bare bones training program, it would be shoot your brains out, become very good at judging judging yardage, executing shots. You know, get your archery game really tightened up or at least better than it currently is, then the meat pack, like you say, the base you build for carrying that weight over distance, uh, the output you're going to have to have, and the stamina, endurance, and power, that's going to carry you through that challenge event. It really is. Um, and and the, the specific targets, too. You know you know as well as I do, You what, you were training for two shots in five seconds? Yeah, so, I made a little mistake there. But but you could execute it, and, and people need to train that. You know, especially if guys are out there shooting, um, you know the thumb releases can be a little tricky. Back tensions if you're not used to re- repeating repeating arrows that fast, right? Yeah, and here's here's a little advice I would give to people who are going to practice those specific, uh, we'll call them the hunter style shots that you have to execute in them like the two arrows in 15 seconds or 10 seconds what is it it's two arrows in 10 two arrows in 10 the uh follow-up shots all that stuff is break them into small manageable manageable chunks instead of say doing 51 night you know maybe a week once a week twice a week try doing five to ten uh you know trying that shot five times maybe each one five times every night, every other night, make it smaller, more manageable chunks and do it more often. Right. And I, I agree with you there. I, I would say you just practice all the shots. I mean, we're going to be given, typically you're given a list of all those shots. So practice moving left, moving right. Oh yeah. I'm saying each one five times. And yeah. Then, yeah. And then, you know, every, Every night, and that I think would, uh, I think people will get more out of that. They're most, they have a better chance of actually becoming better. I think you just become better the more repetitive you are, making it in smaller, manageable, more manageable chunks, and uh, honing those skills. Then the problem is, I think the other way is like, oh, I'm going to go out every Saturday, practice this every Saturday. It's like, well. You think about it. If you do it every Saturday, all year, that's only fifty-two times. That's yeah. not that many times, right? You know. 
Yeah, I got people should be, I mean, you should be shooting two to three nights a week at least. And you know, like you said, if you'd only do the, the 10 second, two and 10 second, five times, then you switch and do some 30 second holds or that, that makes a lot more fun to do too out on the archery range. I think so. I think people can get pretty creative that way too. You ever go through a 3D archery shoot and shoot those trained hunt style shots where maybe you'll pick a point, start here, walk that way or anything? You know, I, I never have. Um, you know, actually, we'll, we'll do that in leagues every once in a while. Me and Mike Gallagher, uh, you know, a lot of times Mike will do some burpees before he shoots at a, at a target. And it just drives the other archers nuts. It's great to watch. I love that. What do they say? What do they? What drives them nuts about burpees before he shoots? Oh, you know, everybody's you know everybody's got to pull up the binoculars and take a look. And Michael look, and then you know he's always got his pack on. He he wore out a Kafara pack with a with a twenty pound bag in it last year. Um, but he'll he'll do five to ten burpees and then get up and shoot the target, and then we'll move to the next one and get the the guys that are archers only. It, it perplexes the hell out of them. How does he shoot? He he shoots good. Yeah. He, he shoots pretty well with that higher heart rate. That's see, that to me makes shooting 3D or especially indoors, which I think is really super boring, way more interesting. You know, I've done it. We have around here a different club hosts a shoot about every Sunday, maybe every Saturday and Sunday there'll be one. And I've shot them so many times now, I, I'll start doing those train-to-hunt style shots where it's uh, start at a tree, I'll walk until I see an opening, and then go for it. Because I can't stand waiting for people who have to look through their binoculars ten times, you know, have someone holding something to keep the light out of their eyes, all this stuff. Before they can actually do a shot, it's like let's let's shoot it, let's do this thing. Yeah, did uh, Tyler Boschma last year? I just happened to be down in uh, oh where we had this Southern Idaho. Uh, they they had the um, total archery. No, that wasn't a total archery challenge. Northwest challenge. Um, I'm trying to remember what that mountain is called right now. Anyway, there, there's three different courses. There, there are two kind of on the lower end of this, this ski mountain, and then one on the top that's called the Pure Elevation Course. Well, Tyler goes through after everybody's done. I mean, it took me four hours to get through because we're just following people, and it's only like 15 targets. Oh, oh. So Tyler, I think Tyler ran it like right at 4 o'clock. He comes down, submits his score, and he bumped me out of the shootout by like two points. <laughs> so, so you're saying you don't need to spend four hours in a 20 target course to do well at it? That's correct. But I, well, it was it was just packed. I mean, started in the morning and you had groups of three and four, and they took their time. They were they were enjoying the outdoors, <laughs> soaking it up, soaking it up. How has Train to Hunt helped your hunting? Um, you know, well, first off, when opening day of archery season comes up, whether it's antelope, whether it's elk, I've already shot my bow. I don't even have to worry about that. 
Um, you know, I shoot my bow probably the least kind of towards the end of archery season because you're, you're doing more hunting than, than shooting. Uh, train to hunt mixed with CrossFit has really helped in the, um, not only the physical aspect, but the mental aspect. Being able to run up and down hills. So how do you think CrossFit, the carry over there for train to hunt is? Because I know you're a big CrossFit fan. I'm a big CrossFit fan. Would you say somebody should, you know, could do well in just CrossFit? Or do you think, hey, you really got to make, like we said before, the pack workouts and maybe some of the more endurance geared stuff? I, I think you have to do the endurance geared stuff. Um, you know, with the exception of Matt Anderson, Josh Bednors, who are studs, <laughs> uh, regional level games athletes. You, you look at the guys who excel at training to hunt, and you know Ben Greenfield came a long way. He he did really well. Uh, uh, Willie Beebe, he does. He's an endurance guy. So you, you have to take it if you're going to do CrossFit. You got to take it into those 20 minute to 25 minute watts more often than not. If I was to uh, take you back in time to before your first event and you were to give yourself advice for getting ready for train to hunt, what would it be? Um, you know, it's something I learned the hard way. It was shoot more and shoot often. Yeah, that's <laughs> that was that that's been kind of my downfall up until last year. I shot pretty good, um, but the, it, other than that, um, you know, you look at how the events have evolved. Um, we've seen some different challenge movements on the challenge course. Even the the pack carry has evolved. Um, you know, went from two hundred pounds that first year down to 100 for for men. Who knows what it's going to be this year. Maybe maybe it's going to be a really heavy pack and you got to take two trips. Um, you never know, um, at least until Canton releases that stuff. I always like that he made it 200 because he didn't think anyone would carry it. <laughs> and everybody carried it. Yeah, because everyone figured the same thing. There's no way I can do this faster in two trips. Right. Well, and... and you know, I, I remember going into that event and looking at that, like, well, maybe I can get it because there's nothing to say I can't carry those sandbags in my hands, but we'll just look and see what everybody else does. That first heat, everybody loaded it up and, and took off. So, I mean, that, that sets the tone right there. It could be 300 pounds, and guys would still be trying to figure out a way to drag all 300 pounds around the course in one shot. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they would. <laughs> Do you have any plans for uh, maybe some small boot camps, anything like that going on, getting people ready in the area? I, I think so. I tried to do some camps last year, and uh, whether I, I didn't promote it enough or, again, I think it was early enough in the year, nobody was thinking about hunting. Everybody wanted to get out and go fish, go camp, and not spend a weekend you know, rolling around in the dirt shooting their bow. My, I have a friend in Bozeman who asked if I'd be willing to do a camp over there again. Um, there's some Butte guys that 
I think they could not only do well here, but do well in nationals. Uh, a couple of beasts that are in our gym. So we, we might do a couple mini camps. I, a lot of times it's the guys that I go and do train to hunt with. We just all train together anyway, so it, it's not much of a, of a camp-like setting. <laughs> gotcha. There, there's five of us that go and shoot, and then we load up our packs and, and go run up one of these hills here. So we'll see. And where can people uh, reach you for in some information on these events? Uh, you can reach me through my Facebook. Uh, there is a, a – is there a way to send you any of these links? You can put them up with your with your podcast post. Yeah, yeah I'll do that. Any links you yeah. send me. Yeah, I could probably send you that, send you my email. Um, th- those would probably be the, the biggest things, Facebook and email. Okay, cool. And uh, that is Missoula, Montana, June 4th and 5th. Yep. Butte, Montana, July 16th and 17th, which leaves the question, where are you competing this year? Oh, I, I was only going to do one this year, and that's what I've done in years past, but it, the wife wants to team up to do one. Uh, <laughs> nice. My, Gal, my Gallagher wants to team up and do one. Uh, <laughs> and I I like competing in the individuals, so I'll they're, probably end up going to three. They're adding up quick. <laughs> they, they're adding up quick. I'm running two and going to go to three. That's going to be the summer. Um, yeah. I think – Tentatively, uh, we have family down in southern Idaho, so we'll go down to that one. I think I'll compete with my wife there. And then Matt's event, northern Idaho, probably do individual. I was supposed to compete with Mike there, but his daughter's graduating high school, so I I don't think he's going to go to that event. But uh, Salt Lake probably be another one I want to check out, especially since it's fun. It, it's six hours away from us, which isn't a bad drive at all, and and that's where Nationals is going to be. So the guy can get down there and check out the course, at least take a run at it. No different than going to Colorado, right? Right, right. Still got to deal with elevation for everyone else. Yep, you bet. All right, man. Well, uh, anything, any words of wisdom you want to pass off here? Start shooting now. Get out the pack. There you go. Well, everybody, this has been the Natural Born Hunter mini podcast with Train to Hunt director Ray Hibness. Check them out. Sign up for those events. That, again, is Missoula, Montana, June 4th and 5th, Butte, Montana, July 16th and 17th. We will put up Ray's contact information along uh, in the show notes of this podcast, so check them out.